With the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Does that include dinner at that new French place? Yep, 4% cash back there. How about bowling with my friends? Yeah, 4% cash back on that too. Nice. And that'll be a rewarding weekend. Because with the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% on dining and entertainment. So when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the games for you guys. Hopefully you had uh, you know, a pretty good week of DFS action. We're going into the weekend now. It's a Friday. Uh, hopefully you're either on your way home from work or uh, you know, sitting there having your lunch listening to this podcast and only have a couple more hours left to go. And then we're here with the weekend. Should be a good weekend for me. Hopefully it's a good weekend for you guys. But we got a nice uh, Friday night DFS slate to kind of talk about, so let's dive right in. First game of the slate, we got the Toronto Blue Jays, we got the New York Yankees, we have a nine total here with Marcus Stroman against Lance Lynn, and uh, you know, Lance Lynn is a guy that, I don't know, uh, you know, he's someone who's won me a lot of money in the past, and for some reason, I just have not played him a ton recently, and I don't know, I just, I get it, the total's low on the Blue Jays, but I really don't want to play any Lance Lynn, and I don't really want to play too many Blue Jays either, I know his numbers have been solid this season for the K percentage at 22.9%, the problem is the walk rate's at 12.4%, but if he doesn't like, you know, walk too many guys, you can obviously get a huge upside game from him. So I totally understand if you want to play him and take a shot, you know, you're looking at the uh, kind of, uh, you know, Vegas total and saying this is a really watered down Blue Jays lineup. If you want to take a shot on Lynn, I get it, but it's not something I'm going to end up doing. I worry about some of those lefties here in this lineup, Justin Smoke, Curtis Granderson, and that small ballpark in Yankee Stadium, especially with the numbers that uh, Lynn has been giving up. He's giving up a 375 Woba and a 168 ISO, uh, two left-handers this season. I Hard contacts at 40.3%. I don't know. I'm just too worried with this short porch in this stadium. I'm going to stay away from, you know, taking Lance Lynn, and I don't want too many Blue Jays. I think I'm really just going to target up the lefties here. I'm going to go Granderson, Smoke, and Morales, and not get too cute. Just uh, really stick with that and uh, kind of call it a day. On the opposite side, Marcus Stroman, he's one of those candidates, you know, who's, uh, you know, been a better uh, pitcher than he's uh, shown this season. Uh, the numbers are, are positively regressing back this way, and I kind of think that they'll do the same against the Yankees. Not saying he's going to have a massive game, but I don't. I just don't think it's a spot where we play Yankees and we play Stroman. I think we kind of really do our best to stay away from them. The one guy I will play is Giancarlo Stan. I do think Stan is a perfectly fine play and someone that you can consider, not just because he's a really good hitter, but uh, it's worth noting, right? Marcus Stroman, what kind of player is he? He is a ground ball pitcher. Whenever I see Giancarlo Stanton and I see a ground ball pitcher, I think I have to play him because Giancarlo Stanton is a guy that he crushes it when it gets low in the zone. And that's where uh, Stroman will throw the ball a lot. Uh, I'm looking at the plate IQ though, and uh, Stroman likes to hit it in like the left corner a ton, and Stanton's really not good at hitting it there. But, uh, you know, he does crush the ball in that bottom middle corner, and, you know, Stroman throws it there, you know, second most times too. And on top of that, uh, you know, he can obviously miss that corner, and uh, it goes right in that, that spot for, uh, for a guy like Stanton. But he's someone that can absolutely crush those balls when they're in that bottom zone so uh and ground ball pitchers are going to throw the ball there so uh i definitely like the idea maybe a stanton one off and that's kind of it here uh and then play some of the blue jays like i said before 
Next game up, we got the Miami Marlins, Washington Nationals, eight total here with Dan Straley and Max Scherzer. And uh, yeah, so this is an eight total for Scherzer, but not because of uh, you know not because of what Scherzer is going to possibly do. The Marlins only have a two point five eight total. There's a five point four two total for the Washington Nationals offense. So let's first talk about them because uh, that's a very high total here. This should be a team that I think we really load up on today. Uh, Nationals should be an offense that. Maybe go more overlooked than you think. You know, where we have a slate where, uh, you know, people are going to look at the Indians and see that 6.17 total on what they've done recently. They're going to be all over that. People are also going to see the Texas game and be all over the Texas, uh, you know, hot weather just loading up on. Uh, I do think the Nationals maybe don't get as much traction as they should. Uh, you know, the 5.42 implied total is probably going to get people on them a little, but. On this slate, like, I love this offense. I think this is a spot where they absolutely crush Dan, St- Dan Straley. He gets out of that Miami ballpark as a fly ball pitcher into Washington. I think this is just a phenomenal situation for them. Also, you're going to have the temperatures at 86 degrees and wind blowing out 8 miles an hour. And, uh, I don't know, stay tuned to Crunch Time. Kevin Roth, I, I feel like he's going to pull up this one with his uh, little weather tool that he has that says, like, it's, there's bump the home runs and stuff. I really think this is going to be one of those games where uh, that happens. So, uh, yeah, I love this Nationals offense. I'm going to be all over them. I think they're one of the better stacks of the day so uh yeah load up on the nationals one through uh eight i think they're all phenomenal options talk about max scherzer now uh he is a guy that uh, you know it's just an easy plug and play like put him in your DraftKings lineup your FanDuel lineups cash games tournaments easy play of the day just load him in there uh this marlins offense is not good uh it wasn't good with justin board now it's even worse i mean this lineup is just so bad uh you know dean's in there too austin dean like the, jt riddle magnus sierra rafael ortega like these guys are terrible baseball players so uh we need to really just target up with uh max scherzer go go all out he's gonna be my top uh pitcher on the slate and i'm gonna do my best to pay up for him in cash games and in tournaments uh i get it you don't get as many bats but i want max scherzer on this uh on this uh slate especially the way the nationals have been playing i feel like you're gonna get like an angry max scherzer out there uh really just trying to you know have a big game today so we'll see how it ends up playing out. Uh, let's kind of go and talk about the uh, next game. We got the Chicago Cubs, Pittsburgh Pirates, eight total here with Cole Hamels and Trevor Williams. Uh, there is going to be some weather in this game. It is worth noting there's a lot of games with weather, like that Indians game has weather, that Yankees game has weather. There's a ton of them that are are already considered yellow right now by Roth. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to make sure you guys know that uh, most of the games, a bunch of them are yellow right now and kind of have to wait and see at crunch time what's what's what the word is going to be, uh, especially with that Indians game that we'll get to next. But, uh, yeah, let's kind of talk about this one. And I think Cole Hamels, he's pitched pretty solid this season. Uh, he's been a guy that I didn't expect him to be this good, but he's pitched pretty well. Uh, if you want to play him, I get it. You can against his Pirates offense, but they can get pretty righty heavy. I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be a guy I look to roster that much. I think he, you can get exposure to him in tournaments. I think that's fine. Uh, just not one of my favorite plays on this slate that I'm really kind of getting uh, exposure to or anything like that. On the opposite side, Trevor Williams, uh, you know, he's in that Pittsburgh ballpark, which again is better for pitchers. Uh, you know, then we have this Cubs offense going out of Wrigley into a better pitcher's park. Uh, you know, I guess you could take a couple guys as one-offs like Rizzo and like Schwarber. I just, I don't know. I just don't think I like this game that much. It, it only has an eight total here and both offenses are expected to put up some runs, but just not enough for my liking. So I think I'm just doing my best to stay away from this game. I don't think it's really one that's too necessary for me to target. So yeah, uh, not saying it's an absolute cross off game, but it's probably the one I have the least amount of exposure to so far that we've talked about. So 
And let's move on to the next one. We got the Baltimore Orioles, the Cleveland Indians, nine total here with David Hess and Carlos Carrasco. And again, weather's going to be important here because Carlos Carrasco is a phenomenal option on this slate. I mean, on FanDuel, he is 11K. DraftKings, 11.2K. And uh, Fantasy Draft, he is 21.6K. Uh, sure, I'd rather just find the money to get the Max Scherzer. Like, on DraftKings, you normally see Max Scherzer at like 14K or sometimes 13.9K. But we're getting him at only 12.6K. Like, uh, I'm just going to find the money to Max. That's kind of how I'm going to do it on this slate. Uh, same with FanDuel. Only 1.2K to get the Max. I'm just going to him. I don't need that savings. I don't care. Uh, so, yeah, Crasco, I think he's a great option. I get it. A great tournament pivot off of Max. I think a lot of people are going to say that same thing. If there was like a, you know, 2.5K to 3K difference between Carrasco and Max, I think it'd be more of a conversation because this matchup is just so elite against this Baltimore Orioles offense. Uh, just not a good offense. Very ready-heavy spot. Uh, it's just a really good spot for Carrasco. So, uh, yeah, if you like him, load up on him and don't play any Orioles bats. They have a 2.83 implied total. They're not that good of an offense. This is not a good spot for them on this slate. I kind of want to talk about the Indians all in slow because, again, 6.17 implied total. We have to have some interest here. I feel like a lot of people are going to have interest. It seems like Melky Cabrera is going to be a guy that people still play. Uh, he's been crushing since Sunday, and uh, ownership just keeps to stay the same. Uh, price has gone up, too, but I still think people will be over on him a little bit. Um, you know, Yonder Alonso, he's a good play still. Jose Ramirez, I wonder after that zero if he's going to get the traction he was getting, or um, but He's obviously a phenomenal option. You could stack this team up, but the real guy I want to talk about is Yandy Diaz. If he is in the four hole, or if he's even the five hole, or even the six hole, at that price of 2.3K on FanDuel, I mean, he is going to be a guy I load in my lineups on DraftKings, 3.9K. Got to be a guy I want to get some exposure to in 7.3K on Fantasy Draft. It's just nice to get cheap exposure to this offense from the cleanup hitter, and if that's the case, man, I'm going to make sure that I do that. So love Yandy Diaz in this spot. I didn't discuss uh, Lindor, but obviously he's a good play. One through nine, this offense is an elite offense. It's going to be a team, you know, minus 380, uh, you know, favorites. 6.17 implied total. It's going to be a team that if the weather isn't a problem, people are going to be all over this Indians offense, and they should be. If the weather is a problem and it becomes like orange-yellow or yellow-orange and people start getting off this team, don't be afraid in tournaments to take a shot on these guys because then they will not get any ownership. And again, it's a really big slate. Uh, I normally say ownership doesn't matter a ton on these big slates, uh, but I don't know about today. I do think that the Indians, they are well above the field with that total, So, uh, but there is Texas too, so uh, yeah, very big slate, guys. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the next one. Nine and a half total here, Tampa Bay Rays, Boston Red Sox, Ryan Stanek, and Brian Johnson. And yeah, speaking of teams that are going to go overlooked, I think people are going to overlook the Red Sox completely. Uh, you know, just a very elite offense. Also, this is in Boston. This is a big pitcher downgrade for these Tampa Bay guys. Uh, you know, people might see the bullpen game. I'm someone that's on like team stay away from bullpen games just because, you know, the Rays have done a really good job with it and they're just able to pick their matchups and pick their spots. But I don't know. If you're getting the Red Sox with, like, no ownership, I'm going to have some interest. Uh, I think this is a good spot for these guys. Uh, cash games, it's just tough to roster them based on their prices. Like like Mitch Moreland on FanDuel, 3-3 if you can get him. But I just think, you know, I, I just don't know if I'll end up going that route. There's other guys at 3-3 I want to spend on, like uh, Sinshu Chu, who we'll get to, who's way too cheap over there. But uh, DraftKings, there's really no bargain on them either. That's the thing. Like, you look at this Red Sox 1-9, through nine, and you're just not getting a bargain anywhere throughout the lineup. So... 
Uh, I just don't think people are playing the Red Sox, and I think we should kind of make sure in tournaments we are overweight on the field. Like, if, we're, if you're playing 150 lines, 20 lineups, you want more Red Sox lineups than the rest of the field because of how elite this offense can be, especially in this ballpark. So, uh, you have to like them. They're more of a tournament play than a cash game play, though, for me on this slate. On the Rays side of the ball, it's just, I don't play the Rays a ton. I do think you can target Brian Johnson up here, and if I do, it's like Tommy Fan and CJ Cron. I'm just targeting the power within the lineup. And then I throw in Jacob Barrett if you want to do a three man, say you're making a bunch of teams and you want a little Rays exposure. Uh, you know, you could do some three mans of the Rays, but I really, really don't want to go uh, too crazy with the Rays here. Uh, like, I get it. Bowers, he's perfectly fine. Just lefty, lefty. I don't love that as much. And then Fam and Cron are, are good options that could obviously hit one out, but uh, don't love the Rays that much here in this spot. Let's go to the next game. We've got the San Francisco Giants, the Cincinnati Reds. There's a nine and a half total here with Casey Kelly and Anthony Disclafani. And uh, the big thing to note with this game is we got the Giants getting a massive ballpark upgrade from that San Francisco park into Great American Small Park. This is a phenomenal spot for some of these guys. Looking at Anthony Disclafani, though, numbers are pretty good this season. Uh, 4.20 XVIP, K percentage at 23%, walk rate at 6.9%. He's had a pretty good season, but he has had his struggles with what? The lefties. Uh, you know, 3.70 uh, Woba, the ISO at 357. I mean, he is getting crushed by lefties. This game has some weather too, but I'm praying this game goes because the reason why I want this game to go is, especially on FanDuel, I get Brandon Belt at 2.7K. I get Brandon Crawford at 2.5K. That is just an easy plug and play at those positions. Uh, I just, in my cash games, it's just too hard to ignore those easy price tags. I'm going to play them. Like the prices on DraftKings, 4.2 is nice on Brandon Crawford. 4.1 is nice on... Uh, uh, Brandon Belt, but I don't know. It's just not like the automatic plug and play. There's still very good plays and still guys I'd look to get exposure to uh, because this ballpark is definitely a nice upgrade for them. And like I said, I'm just mainly looking at the lefties. Uh, Disclafani has done decent against righties. If you want to play a couple guys, uh, you know, maybe throw him a cutchin in there uh, or maybe even like a panic at the end of the lineup. Uh, you know, I just wouldn't go too crazy righty heavy, right? Like don't like start building your team, throwing belt and then throwing Crawford and then like throwing three righties. I just don't think that's a necessary route to go. I want to make sure I get some lefty exposure and then maybe throwing one more righty or two. I uh, don't want to go too crazy with just because, like I said, Desclafani, he's been pretty solid this season uh, against righties. Really kept the ISO down at 105. I just want to load up on these lefties. And again, that th that price over on FanDuel is just insane on those two. So I just wanted to note that. Uh, those are two easy plug-in plays for me in my cash games. And tournaments really could be really nice salary relief options for you to just plug in. Say you make like a four-man stack, and then you have, uh, or maybe you make... Uh, a 3-3 stack and you're just looking for a 2-2, uh, throw those guys in and could also be cheap one-offs that could work, right? If you're making like a 4-3 stack and then you need to find a cheap shortstop, Brandon Crawford could work perfectly for you there. Uh, in that small ballpark, I could see him hit one out today. I don't want to talk about the red side of the ball now uh, because got to give them a little bit of love. When you see them with a 4.91 implied total, uh, that's rare to see from the red, so I think it's worth noting. We also have Kelly here. He is not that great of a pitcher. Uh, you know, If you look at this season's numbers, he has had some struggles. Let's try and pull up the... Let's pull up the uh, past two seasons numbers. Yeah, we don't have that here. But uh, he is he is not that good of a pitcher. Like, uh, from what I'm looking at here and some other things, he is not looking like he's going to be good this year. Uh, Exit at 5.04. K percentage at 12.5%. Uh, walk rate 8.3. 
Uh, he is getting some ground balls, but I do think this is a spot where we want to play some reds. We want to play those lefties, right? Uh, that, that's where we want to key in on. I want to be playing Vado, Suarez, Jeanette, uh, Tucker for cheap. Uh, you know, definitely think, you know, getting Peraz in there is fine. Like, even like one through seven, I think this lineup is fine. Like, I'll pretty much play anyone but Billy Hamilton in a stack. So, I kind of like a red stack. I think it's something that could be really interesting that people are not playing as much of. Uh, you know, Cardi talked about how this red stadium is not as big of a park for, uh, hitting as people think, but it's very big for home runs. And what do we want? Like we want home runs in DFS and we have all these like lefties here. Uh, I do think that, you know, there's some power in some of these guys like the Suarez, Jeanette, even, I mean, Tucker has some power, uh, Votto, th there's definitely opportunity here for them to have a big game. So, uh, yeah, I, the total at 4.91 for the Reds, uh, implies that they're going to get more runs than uh, normal. And I think we want to be all over the Reds here. They're going to be a tournament, uh, tournament stack that I'm going to get some exposure to on this slate. Next game up, we got the Colorado Rockies, Atlanta Braves, eight and a half total here with Kyle Freeland against Sean Newcomb. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about Newcomb first. And I think I'm just keeping it simple. Uh, I like Newcomb. I think he's a good real life pitcher. I'm just not going to play him. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to target him with, uh, you know, Arenado and Story. You know, whenever I see a lefty, I say, oh, Arenado and Story load up on. I'm just not going to end up doing that. If you wanted to play Newcomb, I don't hate it because we talk about how bad the Rockies are on the road and how their ish strikeout upside and there clearly is. And the price is nice, right? Uh, you know, 7.4K over on FanDuel, 7.1K on DraftKings, and 13.8K over on Fantasy Draft. So I think Newcomb is a nice tournament option, but it is strictly tournament for me. Uh, I'm struggling to do it in cash games. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll talk about a pitcher that we get to later, and uh, I think he's at a similar price. So, uh I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he would be a better option, Newcomb over him. But uh, I do think that Newcomb is a really good play, and he's going to be a really good pivot off of the guy that I'll discuss later on. So uh, yeah, but like I said, we discussed how bad the Rockies are on the road, how they strike out upside. So uh, I do like Newcomb here. I think he's a really good tournament option that you want to be overweight on tomorrow. Uh, Freeland, he's not a guy I'm really looking to roster. Uh, I do think we could target up against him. Uh, I think the Acuna heat wave has stopped after uh, getting hit, so uh, I'm not really going to be messing with Acuna too much at that price. And there's just there's other ways I'd rather spend my money. I'll be sure, like, this Braves team is fine, but I don't think it's the day to play the Braves. Uh, I just, there's other offenses I like I'd rather get exposure to. Uh, so I just think the Braves, they're fine. I get it if you want to play them. Uh, you know, it's not the greatest spot for the Braves, and I could see yourself talking yourself into them or talking yourself out of them. It's just a spot where I like other offenses instead today, so I'm not going to end up playing the Braves. Next game up, Los Angeles Angels, Texas Rangers, 11 total here, and this is a bunch of offenses that I am going to play. Game stacked it up yesterday. Uh, it was a good, great spot for them. Now they get a pretty good spot again. You got Despagne here versus Hutchinson, and uh, we got to definitely get exposure to this 11 total in this uh, hot Texas game. The weather is going to be 94 degrees, uh, 8 miles per hour wind blowing in, but that doesn't matter as much in Texas the way that the stadium is designed. So Hutchinson, though, not that good of a pitcher. Numbers here, 5.92 exit, K percentage 15.6%. Walk rate 14.8%. Uh, he has a ton of struggles. Looking at the Woba too, 409 against lefties, righties 394, ISO against lefties 184, ISO against righties 295. Just a terrible, terrible pitcher. Someone that we want to target here on this slate. And uh, yeah, so that's Hutchinson. Uh, looking at the Angels side now, who do we want to play against Hutchinson? Uh, you know, Upton, if you can afford him, I love it, but he is getting a little pricey for my liking. Cole Calhoun has been hitting the ball well. He's great, but I really like Otani. That's the my favorite bat in this lineup, especially on FanDuel. 3.4K, have to like that price on Otani. DraftKings 4.9, you know, if I'm paying up between Upton and Otani, it's a tough call. I think I lean 
I might lean Upton, but it just depends what that $300 does for you. I like both. I'm a big fan of both those plays. I think Cole Calhoun on drafting specifically is a great play. Uh, just a really nice value there uh, for that price. Uh, you know, I don't love paying 4-2 for Cole Calhoun, but in this matchup, uh, it makes a ton of sense and definitely someone you want to look to. Also, Albert Pujols, uh, you know, he's not the, you know, he's an old guy, not the best hitter anymore, but uh, he used to be a good hitter once upon a time, and he's 3.7K, so that's worth noting. I think someone you'd want to get in your stacks when you're building your Angels lineups could be a little bit of uh, value there. And then, uh, yeah, I think uh, on fantasy draft, there's some pretty decent prices on these guys. Like, if you want to throw David Fletcher in there because he helps make the stack work at 6-7, I don't hate it. Uh, he could be a nice source of value, but I'm not expecting a, a ton from him. Uh, but he will be a part of the, you know, the lineup, and he has two really good hitters hitting behind him. So if he gets on base, good chance that he gets hit in there. Let's kind of talk about this Spagna now. I do think this is a spot where, uh, you know, we want to be playing Texas Bats. Look at his numbers. 5.62 XFIP. The K percentage at 14.2%. The walk rate at 9.3%. That's uh, this year and last year's numbers. Let's see if we just have this year's numbers. Uh, yeah, the sample is small. It's a little lower. 4.61 XFIP with a 19.8 K percentage and a walk rate at 8.8%. Not as big of a sample as I'd want, but uh, yeah, that, those are kind of what we're looking at there. But I'll pull up both years' numbers so we have a better sample. And if you look at the Wolves, but 357 Woba against lefties, against righties, 276. The one thing that is shocking is the ISO. 111 uh, against lefties and 101 against righties. Kind of shocked he's kept this ISO as low as it's been. Uh, that kind of has me a little worried about some of more of the power bats, and maybe I want to look for more of like the contact guys and just like the solid overall hitters, like a Joey Gallo, right? Like if this pitcher is keeping the ISO down enough, do I want to play Joey Gallo? I don't know. Uh, I, I, he is a guy that I'm, I'm already have penciled into my cash game lineup, uh, especially on FanDuel because of the price. Like the price is just stupid. Again, uh, I always talk about how FanDuel is dumb prices. 3K, uh, that's just a really dumb price. If I'm looking on DraftKings, it's like, do I want Joey Gallo at 4.9 or do I want Sin Chu Chu at 5.1? Uh, I think I want Sinshu Chu at 5-1 just because, uh, you know, higher in the lineup, better overall hitter. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to rather go that route. So uh, I think that's worth noting with, uh, you know, a guy like Despagne in there. But I, I mean, I'm still probably going to look to play Gallo a ton. Like, I'm not trying to poo-poo him and talk uh, bad about him because I do think he's a phenomenal play. Speaking of guys on DraftKings, I'd rather play than Gallo. Probably Mazar just because 4-1 is a really nice price and you're getting the cleanup hitter at 4-1. So, uh, like him too. Odor, 4-9. Like him, he's a good play. Um... You know, DraftKings, there's a couple guys that I, I do think that are, you know, really nice guys. And there are guys that are priced appropriately, but still guys I want to get some exposure to. FanDuel, though, there's a lot of stupid price tags over there, like Mazar's 2-5. Uh, so, yeah, make sure to load up on those guys over on FanDuel. And then Fantasy Draft, of course, get your exposure to these guys. I think they're good plays, but they are priced more appropriately, uh, it seems like. Since you is 9.8K, nine uh, you know, the highest priced guy on the team, but for good reason, I think he should be. Uh, Odor is 8.7. I think that's a pretty good, nice value there on him. Mazar is 8.3. He's a little pricey here but still think he's a good play uh overall uh you kind of have to kind of look at the prices on these texas bats and it kind of just depends on uh, what site you're looking at here Next game up, we got the Kansas City Royals, the Chicago White Sox. This is a nine total here with Jacob Junis against James Shields. This is a situation that I absolutely hate. Uh, I hate when the Royals go into Chicago because I love this ballpark. I love targeting road teams when they're in this park, but I really hate playing the Royals. Uh, if you listen to my content, you know I do not like playing the Royals that much. Uh, I, if you want to play Salvador Perez, I think he's a fine play. Uh, not one of my favorite plays on the slate, but I think he's one of the better hitters in the lineup, so I guess you could play him. Uh, Lucas Duda, I think he's like probably like one of the better uh, you know plays on this team too, so I'd look to uh, Lucas Duda as well. 
Um, Alex Gordon, I really hate rostering him. I get it, though. You can obviously play Alex Gordon if you want. That makes sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't get excited about the Royals. Uh, they're not a team I stack up. I'll take a couple of these guys as one-offs in my tournament teams and uh, kind of call it a day. Uh, and obviously sprinkle some of them in cash, possibly like a Duda. I think he's fine. And some of these guys towards the top of the lineup. But I'm really not messing with, you know, Herrera, Phillips, O'Hearn, Escobar, and Mondesi. It's just I really don't like that uh, bottom of the order that much. Uh, and James Shields, he's, he's found a way to get it done a little bit this season. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping he just finds a way to do that again against the Royals. So about the White Sox out of the ball, I like the White Sox today. I do think that they are a team that we can look to get some exposure to on the slate. Uh, you know, White Sox lineup is, uh, you know, they have a lot of power, a lot of pop, and uh, it's gotten better against righties. And Jacob Junis, he's a guy that we can definitely look to target here. Uh, pulling up the numbers now on him and uh, Junis, uh, 4.56 XVIP, the K percentage at 20.5%, the walks at 6.4, but uh, the Woba against righties and lefties. Uh, righties, 325, lefties, 349, and the ISO, 198 against righties, and then 189 against lefties, and getting hit hard, too, uh, against lefties, 37.3 hard contact, and against righties, 40.1%. This is a spot where I definitely think we should be looking to play some of the White Sox here. Uh, Half like Delmonico at the top. Jose Abreu and Palka always in play. Uh, Yulmer Sanchez, uh, don't hate Yulmer there. I think he's a perfectly fine option. Not the sexiest play, but uh, if the price is right uh, on whatever site you're on and makes it work, I think that's fine. But uh, one, I mean, one through nine, I can see getting behind. But I, I like more of the top of the order guys if you're looking for cash games. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think one through nine, you can obviously find different ways to make this work it has a pretty solid lineup but if you are going like one through nine uh looking at these guys like i kind of want to make sure i prioritize like you know abreu and palka uh and like delmonico batting first like i'd more so look to do like wraparound so like maybe like a Moncado or maybe an anderson uh yeah kind of that route i'm not really looking to like load up on Lurie garcia's and uh narvaez that's kind of uh the thing i wanted to note there but 4.74 implied total for the white Sox in this ballpark against a guy like junis and a bad casey bullpen have to like this team as a stack tomorrow next game up detroit tigers minnesota twins uh we got matt boyd against kyle gibson and i do think that this is a game where i want to get some twins exposure not too much uh i like logan Forsyth and miguel sano uh two eight on fanduel too cheap for sano and two five uh, on Forsyth. that's a really nice cheap price tag as well Forsyth has been hitting the ball really well love his price on DraftKings at 3.4k i think Forsyth is a great option for second base and third base eligibility miguel sano at four two i think he's a solid play too uh not like an extreme value but a solid play uh at that price tag and then Forsyth on fantasy draft 6.4k if you're playing Max Scherzer I think you want to slide him in your infield I think he helps make some things work so I have to like that price tag on him uh even Tyler Austin too if he gets ends up being in the five hole I think he's a solid option if you're stacking the twins like you throw him in there because you're hoping like if it goes off he hits a home run uh but that's really where I'm looking at him at only in a stack uh and just hoping for that home run from uh, Austin and I really just like Forsyth and Sanoa's like kind of solid value plays and cash game plays and guys that you could kind of throw in your tournament teams as one-offs. I think they're perfectly fine uh, ways to go. On the opposite side, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Gibson, he's not a guy I've really targeted up against all season. Uh, you know, he's also a guy that, uh, you know, he's going against the Tigers offense that uh, is not good against righties. Uh, I do think this is actually a pretty good spot for Kyle Gibson. 8-1 on FanDuel, DraftKings 8-5, and then 16.1K uh, in Fantasy Draft. I think we, should, we could play some Kyle Gibson. Uh, people probably won't play him because Kyle Gibson is not a name that people like that much and roster that much. And there's just, you know, more appealing names on the slate who we'll get to like in the next game, like Jack Flaherty, people just see that name more and get more excited about that. Who's in the mid tier. People just don't get excited about Kyle Gibson. I think he'd be like one of those guys that like, 
could win you a tournament. So I'd get exposure to him. You know, if you're building 20 teams, I'd say put him on a couple. Uh, you know, you don't need too much to get overweight on him. So uh, like Kyle Gibson here in this spot, I think he's a guy, you know, that we should look to get some tournament exposure to on this slate. And I won't be playing any Tigers bats. Tigers bats are not that fun to ever roster. Next game up, Milwaukee Brewers, St. Louis Cardinals, eight total here with Freddie Peralta and Jack Flaherty. And uh, yeah, like I said, Jack Flaherty, he's a really talented pitcher. Going against a tough Brewers offense, though. Uh, I think Flaherty's fine if he fits in your cash games. I mean, not your cash games, your, your tournament team. Like, I think he's one of those pitchers that, like, as you build your team, like, you know, I say I throw in my stack. I throw in my my uh, Indian stack. I paired it with, you know, a twin stack. And, uh, you know, Jack Flaherty falls in the last spot. There you go. Like, I, I'm okay with playing him. That's kind of the way I end up playing him. Uh, he's a guy, I guess, if you're playing tournaments, get a, I'd get a little bit of exposure to. Uh, maybe just try and get even with the field or maybe a little underweight. That's kind of the route I would take on Flaherty. Uh, I like him. I think he's fine. But I, I am a little scared of this matchup. Uh, it is the Brewers. I know Vegas thinks, uh, you know, Brewers only, with only a 3.85 implied total. They're not expecting a ton of runs, but I do think this Brewers line is, uh, you know, new and improved and a lot better. So I am a little worried about that. So like I said, I like Flaherty. He's fine. Just there's other pitchers I prefer more on this slate. And I think his price is a little pricey for my liking. Uh, let's talk about Freddie Peralta now. Uh, I do think this is a spot where he can have, can have some strikeout upside, but it is a red hot Cardinals offense on an eight game win streak. I think it's just best to stay away from Peralta uh, and stay away from the Cardinals offense. Uh, if they've been winning you money, though, just just keep printing, just keep playing them. Uh, I just have not been on on uh, board with the Cardinals and been playing them. So, uh, since, so since that's been the case, I'm just not going to you know jump on now. It's too late. And in a matchup against Peralta, who's a pretty good pitcher, young pitcher that we're uh, we believe in, I think he's going to be a really great pitcher in the end. Uh, I just don't think I want to really target up him, and uh, I'll stay away from the Cardinals offense today. Next game up, we got the Houston Astros, Oakland A's. Eight total here with Charlie Morton and Edwin Jackson. And speaking of guys that are going to go on their own, Charlie Morton. Uh, people are not going to play him uh, at all. It's just like they're going to see Max Scherzer, Carrasco, and just elite matchups and not play him. So I think that makes some sense to get a little term exposure. Like, I just don't think anyone will be on him. Uh, and Charlie Morton's a good pitcher to get some exposure to because he gets an A's team that they can strike out a ton. It, it is possible. I know uh, they only gave up one strikeout to Kershaw, but uh, Morton can have a lot of strikeout. If that ball is spinning, it's going to be a problem. So uh, I like Morton in tournaments. I think he's a good option. He's also got a really nice price tag too over on DraftKings. He's only 10-1. Uh, FanDuel, he's 9-8. In Fantasy Draft, you get him at 19.3K. I mean, that's a really nice discount from Scherzer. So again, I think he's a guy. Uh, I'd probably rather him over Flaherty. Uh, you know, he's in, kind of in a similar range as Flaherty. So I'd probably go Morton over Flaherty instead. And I think he's someone that you want to get some term exposure to and be a little overweight on because he could be that guy that's like in that like second tier of pitchers that just like, you know, just helps you get enough bats where you're able to make things work and just has that game that's close enough to Scherzer where uh, it really works out. So like Morton a lot, I think he's a really good option tomorrow or today. Edwin Jackson on the upside. I just think it's one of those situations where Edwin Jackson's been good this year, and I'm going to stay away from Edwin Jackson uh, because I don't love charging the Astros offense. And on top of that, uh, I don't trust Edwin Jackson. And then uh, I just don't really, uh, you know, want to be playing that many Astros because Edwin Jackson's done a good job this year. I think that's just kind of the approach I'm taking. Seems like a fade Jackson, fade Astros spot for me, and that's really what I'm going to end up doing. Uh, pretty simple. I'm just really looking to play Charlie Morton in this game. And again, very good ballpark, too, in Oakland for a pitcher. 
Next game up, Los Angeles Dodgers, Seattle Mariners is an eight total here with Walker Bueller and Wade LeBlanc. And I won't be playing Bueller here against Seattle. Seattle can be a tough offense. They got Cano back in there too. They don't strike out a ton. I just think it's a bad spot for Bueller. Not really a spot where I'm going to like load up on Mariners, but I just think it's a spot where Bueller could maybe, you know, not really have the strikeouts that I'm looking for. So I think Bueller could pitch fine and efficiently, but uh, I just worry about the Ks and we need that in DFS. So no Bueller for me, no Mariners uh, offense for me either. And and uh, I'm kind of feeling similar looking at this Mariner side of the, or at this Dodger side of the ball against Wade LeBlanc. Sure, I see a lefty there, and I, I see guys like Dozier, Turner, Machado, Kemp, and it gets me excited. But I just don't think it's the right slate. It's not the right ballpark. Uh, I'm just not gonna play Dodgers here. Uh, if you want to take like you know a Dozier as a one-off, I get it. Fine. Sure, I don't hate it. Or Machado is a one-off, I get it. But I don't want to load up on Dodgers. Not a spot I'd stack them up. Maybe just look to, you know, take this like one through four. Maybe just take like a couple as a one-off here and there because I just don't think it's a spot where they're going to go off and insane. So, yep, that's about it for that game. Let's go to the last game of the slate. And uh, like I said, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, we got the San Diego Padres, seven and a half total here. And uh, like I said before, uh, you know, Robbie Ray is on this slate and he was the guy I was talking about with Sean Newcomb, who I think is going to be chalky. People are going to be all over Robbie Ray. He's got way too cheap of a price tag around the industry. He gets a Padres offense, which, yes, they hit lefties better than righties, but uh, Robbie Ray has so much strikeout upside. This is a spot where he could absolutely go off, and his price tag is pretty stupid. Uh, 8.3K on FanDuel. DraftKings, he is 7.6K. In Fantasy Draft, he is 14.6K. It's really tough to just not go Robbie Ray and go Max Scherzer as your two SPs on this slate. That's the current route that I'm going. Uh, I think it's going to be an easy day to plug those guys in and then just plug in your bats. Uh, you know, sure, it's not going to be it's not going to be a slate where you'll be able to get all the bats in then, but uh, I do think you'll be able to get enough bats where you feel really good about your pitchers with the K upside that they're going to have, and then you're going to feel really good about the bats that you have as long as you find the right values. It's a pretty big slate. You'll be able to find enough value where I think you'll be able to make it work. So love Robbie Ray, but I think, man, if Robbie Ray is going to be high-owned, Sean Newcomb, interesting tournament pivot off of that. So have to like that a little bit there. Let's talk about the other side now. Let's talk about Joey Lucchesi. Uh, I do think he's a guy that we could target up a little bit, you know, with Paul Goldschmidt and uh, Pollock. I'd get a little bit of exposure against them. Like, it's mainly looking at, like, these, like, righties, like Pollock and Goldschmidt uh, and, like, Souza. Maybe do, like, a mini stack of those guys or, like, maybe an Ahmed instead of a, a Souza if it helps make shortstop work. That's kind of what I'd look at. Uh, and maybe just take those guys as one-offs. I just don't want to go too crazy with Diamondbacks. Again, they only have a 3.9 zero implied total. Not in a great uh, hitter's park. So it's more of a spot where I'm looking to maybe take a couple shots in some these guys against Lucchesi, some of the better righty hitters, and that's about it here on the on uh, that game. Let's kind of wrap up the slate, though, for you guys, uh, because it's a big slate. There are a lot happened here, so I'll wrap it up for you. First, uh, you know, Max Scherzer. Obviously love Max Scherzer on this slate. He's one of the better plays. Carlos Carrasco, too. He's another pitcher that I'm considering. Uh, it's just tough. It's like I think he's going to get a lot lower ownership than Scherzer and is in a good spot, too. He's also might deal with some weather. But uh, all in all, I'd rather just find that money up to Scherzer. It's not too much of a discount. But speaking of discounts... Charlie Morton, who I talked about before, there's a really nice discount on him. I think he's a guy that we definitely want to look to roster. Uh, it, it just could be the perfect fit where you get enough bats where you really feel good about the bats, right? You get like a Nationals offense in there with like a cheaper stack, and then bam, you throw in Charlie Morton, and it fits, and everything works out and looks great. Uh, so yeah, I just think that's uh, worth talking about there. I think Charlie Morton is one of the better high-end tournament options uh, for pitching, but like I said, love Max Scherzer. He's uh, my, my top play of the slate. Let's talk about some cheaper pitchers here. Uh, I think, like I said before, Robbie Ray, I think he's the cash game guy, the guy that you're going to want, the guy you're going to want to play. But uh, I do think Sean Newcomb is a phenomenal tournament pivot there, and that's really kind of what I'm looking to do. There's not really many, like, super, super cheap guys that are um, like really interested in. Like, I'm trying to find, like, the SB2 that 
I really think I'd like pay down for it all the way. There just hasn't been one that we've really discussed so far. So um, yeah, I don't know if there's like a, I don't think this is a day to really go cheap at SB2. There is Kyle Gibson. I, I did want to talk about him. I, I did it earlier, but, uh, I do think he's a guy that you, you want to look to roster in tournaments too, that I like as an option. So, uh, to finalize something up pitching, he's a guy that I'm definitely looking at as well. Uh, now let's talk about stacks. Uh, I obviously went through some of them, but, uh, you know, let's just recap it real quick. Uh, national stack. I think that's one of the, uh, you know, better stacks on this slate. Uh, I want to be way overweight on them. I think the Indian stack are a good play. Sure. They're fine. They're great. Uh, they're obviously gonna be chalky. Uh, you have to like them, and uh, it's just I'm just gonna note it because people need to. I need to make sure I note it because uh, you know don't want to overlook an offense like that. Uh, and people say you didn't mention the Indians. Like, of course I mentioned the Indians. Uh, they're, they're one of the better offenses on the slate. But like I said, National I think could go overlooked a little bit. I think the Red Sox could go overlooked a little bit. They could have a pretty good tournament winning upside. Uh, talked about how I like some of the value in that Giants game. I also like that Cincinnati Reds uh, little side a little bit. Uh, I do think they'd be interesting. I also like the White Sox side a little. I think that could be interesting. Love that Texas game. Going to load up on that. Uh, Twins offense too. I think they could have a couple one-offs there that it could be a really good value plays uh, throughout the end industry and uh that sounds like about it but uh, again nationals offense is probably my top offense of the day but that'll wrap things up guys thanks a lot for joining me here on the daily fantasy fix podcast if you want to check out my content and the weekend grind that i'm sure i'll be putting out t- uh tonight uh you can follow me at travis mangone it's t-r-a-v-i-s-m-a-n-g-o-n-e uh give me a follow over there and i will be uh you know putting that out so at some point tonight i normally do that uh late at night around midnight or so and it'll probably be at around like 1 30 or something like that so uh check that out guys uh thanks a lot for joining me hope you guys have a great night in your contest and i'll see you later hi it's jamie progressive's employee of the month two months in a row leave a message at the hi jamie it's me jamie i just had a new idea for our song about the name your price tool so when it's like tell us what you want to pay hey 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 and the trombone goes blah 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 and you say we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes savings coming at you savings coming at you yes no maybe anyway see your practice tonight i got new lyrics for the rap break progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 